folks, it's another episode of the Jiggy John Show and we've already gone three uh, episodes deep. We had Prakash Daniel, we had Papi Zach and we had Vanessa SYT last week. And today, or this week, I'm going to change things up a little bit uh, because it's time to speak to a man who knows quite a fair bit of branding because he's like a walking billboard himself. And today's guest is... Let's take a look. Come on in, my man. Come on in. Come on in. He's being a bit shy there. We got the man in red. Oh. It is Mr. Esports himself, Yo. Alan Kong. What's up? What's up, How you, brother? Long time. Yeah, man. How are you? It's been a while. You want to strap in first? Yeah, I love your hair. Thank you, sir. Is that real? It is. Dude. <laughs> yes. You're asking a retired clown if his wig is real. Retired? <laughs> That's right. Oh. I cannot. Cannot. I, I've done this before. Anyways, <laughs> exclusive more by us. So sorry. <laughs> I, <didn't break. laughs> I know. I'm just like, okay, father's hotel. You got license, right? God, God, God. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, I expected you to be in that. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mr. Alan Pang is the face of uh, esports. Uh, is it Asia Esports or Esports Asia now? Which which Asia Esports is fine. Okay, great. So, uh, funny thing is, when I met you, you were into paintball. That's so right, that's right. I'm like, how in the world have you gone from paintball to <laughs> I know. Uh, you know all that you do right now, man? That's crazy. Uh, You've been a uh, journey itself. Um, started paintball for ten years. Okay. Right. That was also by chance. Really? I was just playing for fun, right? Uh huh. Then a group of people came together and said, "Hey, Helen, why don't we make a business out of it?" You know, going back to that memory. So that was 2000. Uh, when I met you was 2006. That's right. Uh, so, viewers, uh, we were both bachelors on Malaysia's <laughs> first and only, oh. I think, uh, bachelor show. It was Conetto Love, perhaps. In fact, I should get all the boys in the carpool, man. We should yeah. actually get at least whoever is. I've, I've bumped into Darren a few times, right. uh, uh, Keegan a few times, um, just these two boys. But yeah, it'll be awesome to get <laughs> the blokes who are still single and available <laughs> anyways. But yeah, so, you know, back then when I met you on the show, you were a pinball. That's right. And we did one of the episodes there, if I'm not yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you got a good memory, man. I do, I do. In Bukit Jalil, right? That's right. Yeah. So, wow. you were running it? You founded it? Or what was the story with that with that old pinball thing? Yeah, I was part of the group that uh, managed the pinball site. Okay. But I was, I was still an employee back then. Ah. Then at the same time after that, I moved on to... Uh, Doing events management and supplying the equipment. No kidding, you did events as well. Oh, yeah, okay, paintball events. Yeah, paintball events, right? And, uh, international ones as well as local ones. Mm. And also uh, import export business, all the equipment, all the barang mahal now. Okay, like, so let's cut to the chase. How in the world did you get into esports? Uh, one day on the seventh year, mm-hmm. um, Tony Fernandez came to the office. Which office? Your paintball office? Yeah, the paintball office that uh-huh. we sell the equipment. Yeah. He came in with his son, he's wearing like shorts. I'm like, dude, this is Tony Fernandez. Where's the bodyguard? No bodyguard. Okay. Yeah, it's like random, uh, you know, very chill. Yep. Low profile. Like. But what was he there for? He was there for paintball? Yeah, he was buying stuff for him ah. and his son. His son likes to play paintball back then. Right, right. Uh, Stephen. So, uh, cool. Just lie on him. Uh. Then, uh, okay. Yeah, then I'll get him all. Just lion him, yeah. <laughs> and, and lioning him got you now, like you're freaking. Uh, <laughs> Interesting story. Keep talking. Yeah, so it's like the art of lioning, folks. Yeah. Yeah, me and my colleague just lioned him, and uh, we invited him to join our events. He flew over to our event, uh, Paintball World Cup Asia Langkawi. Okay. In uh, Island of Langkawi, he came with his uh, other associates. Yep. Played in the same paintball team with his son. Okay. And that's interesting. And uh, yeah, after that, got to know him, and that was it. 
year, on the seventh year. Then on the tenth year, when uh, paintball was not doing so well in Malaysia because of the government regulations, clamped down and all that, right? Really? Yeah, because uh, it's like oh. under firearms law, you need to have a license to own the marker and stuff like that. Oh wow! So the whole industry collapsed. So what happened? I so what happened. Coincidentally, wait, wait, sorry. So paintball is not what it used to be anymore. Yeah, it's not. It's not like a good old glory days, right? Oh no! Yeah. So most of the most of the operators probably went belly up. That's right. Wow. So thank God I, I, I left just before that incident wow, happened. Your exit was on very timely. Yeah? Very timely. So uh, I left three months before the incident happened. Oh wow. So I was thinking what do I do next? So yep. I gotta chill. Yep. And uh, after that, I'm like, hey, why don't you? Someone suggested, one of my friends said, why don't you email Tony Fernandez? I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, lah. Okay. So randomly email him, hey, Tony. Okay. Any job opportunity in Air Asia? Right. That time I counted, lah. Oh, he got 16,000 all stars, right? Right. So one, one extra dude, lah, right? Maybe I become a uh, cabin crew or go do operations, you know. Sure got job, man. Okay. Uh, Janji which one uh, fits me, lah. And I guess you had his contact from the paintball days when That's you right. when you okay, well, I see. And I lie on him, lah. And it's not like he didn't know who you were. Uh, actually, I don't know because that was three years later, right? Ah, on the seventh year, so many yeah, people. Year, yeah, because yeah. he got memory, memorized, right? So okay. I email him, random email at ten o'clock in the morning. Pray about it. Send, click the send button. Within seven minutes, seven minutes he replied me. I like shocked. Why? So fast, ah. Seriously. See, group CEO of the company, co-founder, replying me, random dude, within seven minutes. What did he say? I, I say like, is this Alan from Paintball? I like, wow, can remember some more. Yeah, so I like yes. Uh, any opportunities available? And uh, went for the interview. So, uh, mind you, mind you, I'm a college dropout. Really? Yeah, no degree whatsoever. I didn't know that, Alan. So what did? Yeah. You, which college were you in, and what did you I do? I was in a uh, up it for a while. Now it's called APU. Yeah, yeah. Because I was in help, so we were just like yeah, neighbors. neighbors. So I was we're gonna like, be passing it now on the way. Oh yeah. Memories. Was, so what were you uh, studying? I was studying IT. That's like. Belajar IT cinta IT era. Okay. Study IT, love IT era. So you dropped yeah. out because? Uh, not not my cup of tea, you know. Okay. Um, then after that, I went to Inti Subang, mm-hmm. studying business marketing. But I always uh, fail in my accounts at maths. At maths. <laughs> Hate it lah. Yeah, of course. So let's not even talk about my accounting. <laughs> I walked out of my SPM paper. Oh. I know. I'm glad I can plus minus and total up my profits and margins <laughs> lah. You know. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I stay in business, man. I know, I'm the, bare, the bare bones, lah, you know. Yeah. Chinaman style, lah, you know, oh, using man. my backers. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, then, yeah. then how, but I, I still don't get the esports part. Like, how did that happen? That's also by chance, man. So, okay, wait, uh, so you joined Asia? I joined what do you Asia, do? so I went for the interviews. I went through three different interviews. Yeah. So, the person interviewing me said that, Ellen, you can join Asia. I'm like, why? Last time, people call you boss. Now you join here, you have to call other people about you. Know? Oh. So I'm like, uh, okay, can lah, you know? Right. Start right. back from ground zero. Okay. And then like, but uh, um, last time you meet all those high profile people, like I went to Doctor Mathias' office, 88 floor, Twin Towers. Really. Meet uh, the king of Malaysia is our patron for paintball events. No the Princess way. of uh, Kedah. Okay. Also a patron for events. So like, so I'm very high profile. I yep. appear at the front. Yep. On the stage and stuff like that. So you work in Asia, this particular role is back-end stuff. Mm. Well, you've mm. scared after you join a few months, then you chow, you know? Of course. So uh, I said, just get a humble pie and let's do it, like, you know? Sure, just but what was the out. role they offered you? Uh, it's a back-end systems. Okay. So whatever pricing you see on the net or on a mobile app for your meals, you see your baggage, uh-huh. I'm one of the dudes handling that system. So you cannot get it wrong, uh. one wrong, zero, but one. you knew what you were doing or you I were I don't trained? know, it's like on-the-job training. Ah. So start right from ground up. 
I got no degree for that. So, so ironically, uh, having all kind of sort of started IT, you ended up doing kind of like you know computer yeah. related stuff. Backend systems, doing that for six months. Okay. Then after that, um, got posted to uh, Manila, Philippines, doing regional marketing. Okay. And after that, another six months in Bangalore, India. Wow. Regional marketing as well. Wow. And then two years back in KL doing partnerships and business development. Okay. And subsequently corporate culture. And then after that to uh, employee engagement and internal branding. Okay. And that's where the esports uh, opportunity happened by chance. So one day in June 2017, a okay. pilot came up to me and said that, Hey Alan, Tony know about esports. I'm like, ah, but too. I don't know. What is that? Esports. <laughs> he said, Tony knows about Twitch. I'm like, what on earth is Twitch? Uh? I thought Twitch my eye, you know. The rock. Twitch, right? And I'm like, how come okay. my boss knows so much? You go to Google. Oh, wow, esports, Twitch, the 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 projections, the eyeballs, millennials, yeah, Generation Z, digital natives, yeah. they're all on it. I'm like, yeah. Wow, how come Asia not involved in it? Huh? Okay. June 2017. So after that, uh, I did some uh, feedback, getting uh, so did surveys internally. Hey yeah. guys, should we get involved in esports? Like some say, ah, wrong sir, wasting time, video games, uh, no point, you know? Right. Like Houston, we have a problem. Okay. So like, this is a big deal, it's really, there's a big wave happening in the US, Europe. Yep. So I was doing a lot of uh, market research back then, spending a lot of late nights in the office trying to understand the space, right? Okay. A lot of phone calls and all that. And then uh, in the end, uh, I did my own jersey. Okay. So back in the days, yeah, I think I recall seeing that because, yeah. you know, you were, we'll talk about that later, you also miss the social media or at least you're, miss, <laughs> you're besides Tony and Din, I don't know of anyone else who represents the Asian brand the way you do. Like. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a bit. So yeah, I remember the jersey, I think you wore so it. So what happened was uh, in the paintball days, we had mm -hmm. an issue where people don't understand what is paintball. They thought it's pinball, the pinball machine. Oh wow, really? So we had to do education. Okay. Right, so in eSports, the same. So internally, I wanted to educate our colleagues and uh, senior management. Yep. So I did this jersey, same like a paintball days. Lah. Yep, yep, and then you yep. put your name behind like Jiggy yes, and all that, right size. Yes, yes, so they wear yes. it, they feel, uh, they feel like a sense of ownership. Because yep. if you give people random uh, clothes to wear, they treat it like a, I don't know, like a wash, dishwasher, mop, or you know, cloth, sure. you know, sure. rugs. Yep. So we like, okay, give a name and everything, put the yep. logos there. Yeah. It looks legit and uh, everyone is... Uh, they, they, they feel sense of pride lah. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. wear it. Okay. So I said, okay guys, I did a hundred jerseys. That's like four thousand ringgit a pop, right? For okay. For a hundred jerseys. And okay. this money cannot claim, you know. My own personal money. My Are pocket you money. Yeah, four thousand ringgit. Wow. Which our employee takes even one ringgit for the company nowadays, right? Wow. So I took off four thousand ringgit. It's like an investment because I saw the potential, mm, the future mm, of this. Mm. Yeah, and, and because you had that, that paintball background Yeah, so I roughly know how The branding, to, the marketing Yeah The positioning, like you kind of knew it already That's right I, I just know that this is a potential there yep. And uh, we need to go in there and yep. fast But we need to get awareness internally Get the buy-in from management yep. Yep. So no one knew how to see esports back then And uh, kept these jerseys for free Like a Santa Claus Yeah Got no beer like you lah <laughs> <laughs> Gave a hundred pieces Okay um, First gave to Tony Okay And it, Make it go viral and all that internally. Yeah. Then the next day, uh, Dato Kamaradin's PA called me up. He's like, Helen, uh, Dato didn't want to talk to you. I'm like, oh, what did I do wrong? Lah. <laughs> oh, no, the company want to talk to me. Who am I? Lah? Right? This is a normal dude, you know. Like, hello, Dato Din? Helen, where's my jersey? I'm like, what jersey? Ooh. The one Tony wore yesterday. Oh, okay. He gets the Tony better. Also, give. Fans, grandma, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he thought it's under company budget or something, right? Okay. I said, like, Tatudin, you busy, ma, flying everywhere. Right. Like, no, I'm free.
come, are you free tonight? Free, free. So I went, drove over to his house in Damansara Heights. Yep, yep. Was there from like uh, 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Right, he's talking to uh, his other uh, sons about other businesses, but during the break, I do a five minute elevator pitch. Okay. So, uh, there's a story, you know, I was fighting for the jersey, right? His jersey. Yeah. Then his son, uh, E class, was like, Wow, Alan, your department big budget, huh? Like, what big budget? Alan Pang's in Bahad. Huh? Your own money, yeah? Like, yeah. Claim, uh, cannot claim, uh, there's no budget for this, right? Wow. Like, so before I left his place, yeah. So, the son, E class, his son, E class, told, uh, Dr. Kamarudina, yeah, any Alan Dwight Pakai Sendiri? I like, then he's like, are you crazy? Why use your own money? Then my claim under executive chairman budget, like, wow, it's like a hallelujah moment, right? Wow. I tried to eat Maggie Me for one month, right? So, really thankful for that because the, the co founder see the vision yeah. and the potential, and also yeah. it's like free marketing ma, yeah. for the company. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, overnight, then within six months, uh, we sponsored Mineski, a Dota team. Mm-hmm. So apparently it's very rare. Usually big companies takes two years. Okay. So we did in six months because they need one year for education yeah. and another year for budget approvals. Yeah. So we did it within six months and three months later we bought over a mobile legends team mm-hmm. and subsequently we sponsored Alibaba's esports tournament. Yeah. And now we're going to build up an esports arena, esports hub, Asia esports center okay. uh, in Klang. So okay. it's a big deal. It's like step by step process. Yeah. And uh, because of all these uh, uh, activations yep. and uh, progress, mm-hmm. I got invited to a lot of esports conferences around the world. Exactly, because yeah. I, I, you know, obviously we are Facebook friends, and so I know pretty much where you are and what you're doing. And the same goes with me. You know what I'm doing. Yeah, we're, we're both very much uh, out there. But it's so that's the thing. You know, I, I really wanted to have a chat with you is to understand this journey because, and I didn't know this backstory where I thought esports was something that you had personal interest in, and then. But not knowing that it came through the grapevine of a pilot just drawing your attention to it and drawing attention to the fact that Tony kind of knew a little bits and bobs about it. And you and itself, well, I get you did your own R&D. Yep. And, and, and you picked it up and you've helmed it ever since. Yeah. That's, that's crazy, right. man. Yeah. It's not like a boss told us, like, get it done kind of thing. It's like we had to, like, do proof of concept. We, we took ownership of it, you know. But I guess, by the horns, yeah, but the difference is, you know, uh, and I think this is the one thing that, that you know, Tony and Dina, they're the kind of leaders who, when they, they see something and then, you know, if you get their attention, they listen to you, they hear you out, and then they give you that chance to, to make it work, right? Yeah, um, Azure gives a lot of opportunity, even uh, we got uh, cabin crew becoming pilots. No, no, of course. I mean, I was there when sucks. we gave the 10-year the ten service of one of the first few oh. in Red Q, right? Yes. And I remember the watches that were given out, and there was a story of... Uh, uh, a Malay man and a woman who I think started off as baggage handlers and something else and now they're both pilots you know Yeah. and I thought that was epic and, and on top of that they met and married on the job yeah. so it's like not many companies have such I mean for such a short, uh, for such a young company I should say 17, 18 going to be 20 soon actually no now, now it's 19 already if yeah. I'm not wrong since 2001 yeah so for such a young company to have such legacies already I think that in itself is quite remarkable so I think uh, after this you need to figure out a way to get Tony in the hot seat la. Yeah. <laughs> can can yeah. but like uh, both Tony and Dr. Kamarudin they really give our uh, all-stars opportunities yeah. and no other uh, airline or even big company would give in a normal circumstance yeah, of course of course they want to look at your you know qualification and all that but guess what both uh, Tony and Dr. Kamarudin they're not from uh, airline background oh, that's true they're from music background right that's why one of the reasons why it's easy for me to even produce events for you guys mm. because at the end of the day I get to see the leaders I mean as much as a lot of people say they walk the talk blah 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 but the thing is I, I can see it 
in front of my own eyes, you know. Right. I'm not I'm not seeing bosses, you know, pretending per se. And the thing yeah. is, you can see how the employees are genuinely happy to be there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so how did you end up becoming this whole walking billboard? I mean, you really you got the like you have gone through some thorough brainwashing or you are just <laughs> your own ambassador because honestly, mm. second to Tony and other day, I don't have a clue how <laughs> how are you this this person who's like a huge billboard and like how did that come about like what 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 got into you that 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 just I guess well to be fair from the time I've known you back then you were this whole ambassador for paintball paintball so maybe is this your personality then uh, I believe it's a personality as well as uh, the background of the person mm. so I'm uh, I'm not like a normal I didn't start out my uh, journey. As an employee, yep. started off as an entrepreneur, so That's right. I, I know what it means by taking ownership. Yep. And uh, I, I had my own company, so I understand that it's not easy. So to you've been there. You, you've been on that end of it, and then now when you come, uh, to I guess, yeah and, yeah, and work for somebody or have a boss, or at least have direct one ups or two ups that you need to report to. Or even before that, um, I've been in Asia for six years now. That's true. And actually. since day one I entered, I've been wearing like a cap. Mm. And uh, stuff like that, mm. and uh, I I've, I treat it like my own company. Right. Yeah, I don't treat it like a nine to five or nine to six jobs, right? But that's the thing, you know. Not many people are that. Uh, I mean, as a founder, I get it. That's why I'm my own walking billboard. Yeah. And I never force it upon my team to. I, I genuinely want them to to mm-hmm. to be proud for the the little brand that we are and for the work that we do. And and I know in their own way they are, but you know, I guess it's very difficult to stand. Next to me and and try to outdo me as a walking billboard that I am, but the thing is, you've been able to do that, even though, especially uh, Tony, who's a huge part of the brand, but for some bizarre reason, you the way I look at it, you're up there next to him, being so freaking visible, you know, <laughs> you know. So I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I, and I don't know many employees who are. I mean, I, I mean, I've been doing the events for three, four years now, but I'm like, man, this dude is. Line that put a line lah. So you know, and and just take it from me, from a fellow business owner and founder who has people working, and it's like it's quite, it's always nice. And I'm sure, I mean, in their own little way, especially now that you are a huge part of uh, the brand in a much bigger way from the esports point of view. So you know, your name is seen and heard a lot more now. Mm. So it's kind of ironic that what you did on your own account, mm-hmm. now you are able to supersize. That, that, that affinity with the brand that you yourself have uh, and you don't even have to be forced to do it now because obviously mm-hmm. now helming this division mm-hmm. uh, you just get to continue being Mr. Brand lah, you yeah, know? Yeah. so like I mean but I guess why I want to hear your point of view is because I think a lot of people out there don't understand this whole loyalty to 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 where you work or loyalty to a boss or loyalty to a brand and mm. it's interesting because you've been on both ends of the spectrum yeah you know? I think my lens is a bit different. I don't see stuff like a normal employee only. Mm-hmm. I see stuff like how an owner of the company would think. Yeah. So every decision that I make for uh, the department or the company, I yeah. take the whole company into account. Of course. Yeah. So um, so I feel like imagine all our twenty three thousand all stars is mm-hmm. like me or Tony or Dato Kamarudin, right? So that amplifies even further, right? Yeah. And you're already part of the organization, so yeah. why not um, help and uh, promote it? You know, of at course. the same time, it's also good for personal branding. Yeah. Um, like right now, we're the world's best airline eleven times in a row. You know, yeah, really proud of that. And uh, so why not, you know, present yourself as a brand ambassador of the company? There's so many uh, articles in Forbes and stuff like that. 
about personal branding, you know, yeah. stuff to say, stuff not to say. Right. So Azure, as even our corporate culture team, yep. during the onboarding session mm -hmm. uh, for orientation, yep. we also like share with our employees, our all-stars, what to say, what not to say, you know. Right. Because whatever you post on social media, you're actually representing the brand. No, of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, there are cases even in Malaysia, people uh, from other companies saying the wrong thing, then they get pressured by the public, right? Of course. To resign and stuff like that. No, no, of course, of course. Recently, there's been so much of that. Yeah. I mean, let's not talk about that, but <laughs> I mean, that's a clear sign of now what you say and do has that tandem effect, the domino effect, and it will bite you in the rear end because <laughs> social media has become uh, a huge part of it. And you know, and the, the biggest case in point is the downfall of the, the last government. Yeah. Because they ruled in a day and age where social media, the power of the uh, the pen was no longer in, uh, in just the, the classic media. You know, so it, it's, it's ironic how fast things were. But I guess what I want to ask you next is like, would you ever have seen that from the day you, you just joined Asia to leapfrog six, seven years now? No, I... Six years? I was six just six like years? going... Yeah, six years already. I was just going to flow, man. No, but uh, would you have foreseen... Did you foresee something of this magnitude even taking place? I mean, in, uh, subconsciously, I would love that to happen, but it was a process. It's not like overnight. No, of course. And I just have to continue keep doing the right thing. Yeah. And uh, just do my best in whatever position I'm given. Right. And uh, yeah. It's so, I mean, now you're helming uh, esports. Esports. Yeah. Uh, like, am I allowed to ask you, like, what's next or... or or you know personally like what are the goals that you have or even if you're allowed to to speak in broader strokes about the, the division that you're helming and and what's next with that because uh, esports in on, in all honesty i don't know of any other right. uh, big brand that has invested so heavily the way yeah. asia has no other malaysian company has uh, bought into it so quickly and so heavily Yes. Am I right? Correct. You would know the industry, so you know who the competition is. So yeah. it's it's ironic, you know. How does an airline company <laughs> suddenly jump on this bandwagon and 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 actually do it well? So yeah. this is the thing, is it? Um, unfortunately, even in Malaysia, majority of decision makers in yeah. the corporate companies or even SMEs, mm -hmm. their average age is around forty or fifty. More senior people, of course, they do not understand at all about esports yep. you already know about traditional sports like your football mm -hmm. English Premier League stuff like that mm -hmm. so uh, when we got into esports it's not like uh, randomly getting involved a lot of research was done I actually flew a lot around the Southeast Asia region because oh. whatever you google news right it doesn't really tell you uh, on ground right. it only shows you a very uh, surface level perspective mm -hmm. and mostly it's the US Europe skewed and uh, so Southeast Asia not much information so I actually went around the region to events right uh, doing surveys market research talking to the community okay. talking to publishers uh, game developers okay and then I realized there's four key points um, why brands in the US Europe already starting to invest in esports number okay. one uh, the next generation of millennial and Gen Z they're not Reading newspapers, physical newspapers, you know. Okay. Maybe our mom and dad doing that last year. Sure. Uh, do you buy physical newspapers? Uh, I only read it when I'm in the airport lounges or there things like that. Because I, I read the app version on my yeah. iPad. It's just so much easier. Yeah. So next generation, no one's buying a physical newspaper. No, not at all. And then the second thing is, no one's really watching linear TV or RTM one, RTM two, no. TV three, right? Everyone's no. like your Netflix, you know, exactly stuff like that. Yep. Number three, they're using pop-up ad blockers. So mm -hmm. whatever ad you're projecting, they're already blocking it with the software. Of course. Right. So in the fourth one, they're all online. So you want to make sure you're targeting this generation the right way. Okay. And out of uh, 24 hours, what are they doing? Even. Uh, 
announced by the Netflix uh, in the Netflix management to their shareholders yep. in a year-end statement last year. Mm-hmm. They said our competition is no longer HBO; it's uh, Fortnite. Fortnite is like gaming. Wow! Yeah, Fortnite. exactly. And then even the Liverpool CEO just said in April this year. Uh, we're having problem bringing a new bunch of fans into the stadium because they're all on that Fortnite. Oh my god! E-sports. So it's shape shifter changing lah. That's same, ridiculous though. Same jiggy. If I told you ten years ago, hey, can you pin jump your car, borrow your car, do a Uber or Grab? You're like crazy ah. Yeah, exactly. Then my right? car bringing strangers ah. Exactly. It's shifted. Wow. So there's a whole different uh, industry and revolution happening. So you need to keep up with trends. So that's for Asia. We see the potential of it. We see it, uh, a lot of uh, potential to um, to reach the hearts and minds of the next generation. Sure. And imagine if their customer average age of 18 to 20 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Up to 35. And you mm-hmm. capture their hearts and minds now. And then you get to build up within the next 20, 30 years of their journey and user experience. Exactly. Yeah. So some a lot of brands still don't realize the potential. I mean, slowly they're starting to come in, you know. So it's good in a way. Yeah. So I mean, like, what's what's next in the immediate near future, and and I guess slightly long term. Like, uh, I mean, do you see yourself going, you know, just bigger with just this this whole uh, career trajectory that you've already got on? Yeah. Uh, and and just keep pushing it, pushing the boundaries. So right now, um, you know, like a lot of uh, uh, people are flying around for your BTS concerts. Mm-hmm. K-pop and all that. Mm-hmm. I believe in the future, people are gonna fly around for esports events, esports sure. tourism. Just like you got medical tourism, yep. you know. So yeah, people will be flying around for esports tourism. And we want to make sure that we are the first choice, top of mind approach, and uh, for the in the airline. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. And 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 what about on a personal level? I mean, personal like, level. Uh, what's I'm, what's, I'm what's your by? Tony and Dr. Kamarudin to handle our esports strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, not only within Asia but within our Tune Group ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So you got like Tune Top, Tune Hotel, Sub Homes, and uh, other like Big Pay. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna see how we can tie into the esports ecosystem as well. So I guess you got a whole team of people now that work with you under you. Uh, no, just me at the moment. But I work closely with the marketing and branding team. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So like I'm an intrapreneur if. Amazing. Interesting. Yeah. So you know, in in a way, you are now almost uh, back to some of your earlier days when you had to make a lot more decisions and 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 you know, from from when you joined six seven years ago. Yes, you were in different divisions and different departments, and you had bosses again. And now you're back to like you kind of like answer straight to the big bosses, you know. Yeah. Which is interesting. It is. It is. Uh, I guess that's a great story because I mean I, the whole reason of me just getting not just you but you know people from all walks of life is mm. I think uh, one of the sole purposes of me even doing this, Alan, is right. and I think you will understand this better. And I think this comes from a personal uh, belief and point of view that we both share mm-hmm. uh, is is that I think it's time for people to understand that. We should count our blessings and name them one by one. Yes. And and just hearing your story, I didn't even know that by the way, which is <laughs> which is amazing, uh, because we didn't have enough time to catch up when we were both bachelors on the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were competitors. Yeah, we were. <laughs> My God, what what level did you get? I mean, I was number seven. I was out on the second episode already. Oh really? Yeah, I'll give you a chance. Oh uh. uh, well, that's what he says. Uh, but we'll not talk about uh, okay. you know the Casanovas in the building. No, but I guess. Um, I know it's great because both of us have been working. How long have you been actively working? Ah, uh, wow, a long time. 20 years? 20, yeah, easily 20 years. Okay, yeah. So mine's, I'm like in my 22nd year. So the point is we've spent half our lives working. Yes. And uh, a lot of people will just look at, at, at what we have now and assume it, it just 
happened you know the way it happened because there's a lot of the current gen who don't understand that oh. you really have to put in <laughs> you have to put in that time oh yeah uh in order to to, to get it you know like i mean even tony and it's not like it happened overnight exactly both those men busted their guts to build up the the brand to where it is today you know so i guess you know it's i'm, I'm really glad that i heard this version of you because a lot of people you know your 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 voice now is being heard a lot more as, as head of esports, and I think uh, it's it's very uh, enterprising alone to to hear the story of how you got there. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, I think there are many others who probably are looking up to you, and I think it's great that they know that it just didn't happen overnight. Yeah. And if you didn't take that leap of faith and even just reach out to Tony and say, "Hey, I I need a job," and I guess if you didn't leave a positive mark, he would not have replied and literally said, "Are you Alan from Paintball?" You're you right. get what I mean? Yeah. Because if you didn't leave a positive mark, and that is what I can say is, is it's, it boils down to, it, it must have been good customer service, obviously great PR, uh, and, and along those lines. And a lot of people don't realize that. Me and you are both in the service line. I mean, you maybe now, uh, slight different angle to it, but, uh, you know, customer service and all that, a lot of people don't want to do the time, you know. Mm. Especially in my industry, in the events industry, nobody wants to do the time anymore. Everybody just wants to woohoo. You know, everybody just well. everybody just wants the fun and games, you know. Yeah. You know. So, but I think um, I'm glad I heard that story because uh, you know you're out there and people are, are hearing you're speaking at many places now, but you're not speaking about this story, this journey. You're speaking about what you know in esports. But here we've just had a chance to get quickly behind who's the real Alan Pang. And I think, I mean, I, I don't even know that dude. And that's bloody inspiring, you know. Thank you, thank you. You know, so I think this is a great tale for others who might even be interested to get into esports for that matter. Or at the bottom line is, never just stop hustling. Lah. Like, never just give up just because, like, I mean, yeah, okay. So your, your last career was uh, kind of like, uh, you know, cut at the rut because of, you know, whatever law and order in this yeah. country. But... Look at the perfect timing, opportune timing that you just looked beyond and, and look at how those, that, that little step-by-step, -step, you know, you've done a few things, but now you've kind of like found your niche. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's pretty exciting to see where you're going. And it's the same way, like, you know, I've had the chance to, uh, obviously, I know Aaron. Yeah. Like we've known each other our whole, almost half our lives. And mm. so I've seen his journey, which is also equally, for me, it's equally inspiring. And, and his journey inspires me on a personal level as well. And we, we have a lot of conversations together. But at the end of the day, it's like, now I see you two guys, a gentleman who I've known for, like, a better yeah. part of my life. And, and to see this journey, it's pretty exciting because... My affinity with Asia is also quite strong because mm. I've had the chance to produce some pretty landmark events. Right. Uh, and FYI, now uh, last year's annual dinner is being submitted for an award. Oh wow! An international award show. Wow, awesome! So we will know on uh, August fifth if we made it as finalists. Um, but oh, yeah, I wanted to always ask you a question too, Jiggy. Uh, like I understand that uh, in the, in your industry, people throw price and all that. But I know you you are very uh, firm. In your pricing and stuff like that, so how do we you? Are. So how do you make a difference to be that kind of entrepreneur? That see, even your pricing is up there, but people still go for you. You know what I mean? Well, as much as that is true, but the honesty of the matter, the truth of the matter is that at the end of the day, corporate clients have budgets that are approved, and we can't exactly go and hee hee ha ha just ask what we want. Yeah. Uh, as much as we want to. 
uh, yes, there are times we do have that liberty. Uh, and of course, it is our job to upsell our ideas because uh, I think all things creative must come with a price yeah, tag. Yeah, where, where, where I'm coming from is like, what makes you stand out? No, no, I was, I was coming back to your to my yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I was trying to say is, so what I do is I, I don't cut corners. You're right about that. Uh, and, and we don't we do not do the Malaysian Chin Chai style. <laughs> but what I am very blessed with is I've got my partners, my, my vendors who believe in me mm. and they are wholly supportive. And at the end of the day, business being business, we understand how the industry works in the sense of uh, there's always going to be a price war uh, and, and being relevant and being competitive doesn't mean that you give up your standards. Mm. So we have been able to strike a balance so far, again by the grace of God, uh, to, to actually, because that way I'm able to take my client's budget, go back, massage it, mm. uh, work with my third party vendors, mm and find equilibrium mm. so that everybody goes away happy. Right. But the bottom line is, obviously, we are blessed that we've got clients who obviously have decent budgets. Mm. They're not exactly uh, scalping us for and, and, and hanging us to dry, you know, <laughs> with our blood just dripping out because there are many clients who will try to get away with murder. Mm. Uh, and and I'm, I'm very happy to say that we have reached a stage where now we can actually say no. Right. And we actually say no because... Uh, I believe that if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Right. And I think uh, I have to at least stand up for my industry. Right. And being the creative industry, I mean, and, and you know, very sadly, the events business, it's a dog-eat-dog world. Mm. And there's been many who, I guess, in their earnestness to get ahead, uh, they, they kind of like just, um, they're willing to, I guess, you know, the word to use is uh, slit throats along the way okay uh, but I, I mean I, I can very safely say that we've never ever done that I've always stood by what I believe in mm. of course in the early days I was able to stand for less now I stand for more la. Oh. you know I mean you, you had to start with the smaller events and the yeah. small budgets and you know and a bit of a backstory which I don't know if you'll know but uh, you probably won't but I know I've I shared this with uh, some other people within Asia so in the year 2002 mm. Uh, when I had just started the business, my neighbor, my, my childhood next door neighbor, mm. who's my like my abangla, mm. he had a, an advertising company and he actually got an account for AirAsia in 2002. Oh. So I was hired as a magician come walking billboard when AirAsia moved from Subang Airport to KLIA. No Do you know, for five days, I had an AirAsia flag. I was doing my blinking magic, running around Asia. Uh, sorry, running around KLIA with all accessor. Uh, my tag was that powerful. <laughs> the moment people got off flights, I was just in their face shoving Asia balloons, shoving Asia brochures, and I came up with a tagline which I don't even know if you'll have ever used. I just was just blasting it. Asia, the best way around Asia, because that oh. was was uh, uh, Langkawi flights were nine ninety nine, nine ringgit and ninety nine cents wow. in the year two thousand and two. So I actually. Ironically, have seen Asia from ground zero because yes, they started it in, in late 2001, yep. but 2002 is when it actively took flight. And technically, I've watched the journey, and, and that was my neighbor and his advertising company. And then the man migrated overseas, and, and that was it. And then uh, four years ago, when Quinton calls me and says, Hey, Jiggy, you want to do events for Asia? I said, uh, Why wouldn't I? And, and, and you know, we got in and we did that Skytrax party, the eighth one, yeah, the eighth yeah. win. So that would have been now it's 11, so three years ago. Yeah. So in three years, we've been able to do some landmark events for Air Asia, and and technically I've seen the journey, wow. you know. So 
It's quite. It's, it's really exciting, actually. I'm, I'm actually very excited that I've had this chance to watch the journey, and and also see people like you, people like Aaron. Uh, your lives have changed with the same brand, and 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 even us in this last three years. The thing is, I don't know Tony from Adam, and he doesn't know me from Adam. Uh, he just sees me maybe doing the dinners when I'm like whatever, just there running around like a like a uh, <laughs> event planner that I am. But yeah. it's a very interesting journey, and you know, I'm I'm just I'm glad like I've had a chance to talk to you and, and even talk to Aaron, and and I'm sure there's countless others' lives who've been changed by this. So I think that the the moral of the story here is like, look at you, look at the others, yeah. and and. A lot of people keep looking at what they don't have, but they don't realize. Look at what you have. That's right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, you've been down and out before. Yeah. Uh, but but you know you've come back and 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 look at you. You're killing it now, right? Yeah. I mean, and, uh, a lot of like uh, youngsters today, if I may say, mm. they they want a fast way, shortcuts, easy way, all the glamour and stuff yeah. like that. But they need to grind in the hours. Yeah. There's no shortcut, lah. Sure. So I really hope this yeah. this uh, little podcast uh, with your story is probably gonna. You know, make a difference in some people's lives, dude. But thank you, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I heard that version of it, and I look forward to seeing the more exciting things that you are going to be doing. And I'm still waiting for my jacket. Uh, oh, okay. it, it's still with people and culture. They they saved oh, me one. Okay, because I did the launch of it last year. What? Oh, yeah, we yeah, did yeah. up the locker room and oh, all that. Oh, so I don't have to give mine, right? No, 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 no. no. You can keep it for me. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, you so, so much, much for yeah? me on the show. No, it was great. And so, folks, this is uh, Alan Pang, the head of. Uh, Esports for Asia, and he's had a great journey. And I think it's important that we take stock of our lives and and realize that when you're down and out, it's not the end. That's just something better waiting to happen. Clear case in point. So thanks, buddy, and uh, like, subscribe, yadi 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 yeah. Join our page. Join my page, I should say. So this is episode four, and we've just witnessed Alan Pong, head of Asia, uh, head, not Asia, head of esports at Asia. Oh uh, my god, he may lose his job in the process. Don't get me wrong, but not the best around. He's a great clown. Gave me a clown. Oh my god. Yes, yeah. I, I refuse to retire as that part, like, you know. So lot, there's a lot of cool stuff for Asia, our events. Yeah. If you want to know more, ask him. Uh, yeah. Well, I think everybody knows that, like, oh, okay. the same way you do. I blasted off the rooftop so Cheerios! Bye. <laughs>